This is Plant-Based Briefing. Dining by Traffic Light. Green is for go, red is for stop. Part 2 by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I get permission and narrate a variety of articles on plant-based and vegan living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. Today's article is by Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org, and it's a little bit longer than most, so I've split it up into two parts. I read part one yesterday and part two today. So go back and listen to yesterday's first if you haven't done so already, and then join us back here for part two. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Dining by Traffic Light, Green is for Go, Red is for Stop, Part 2, by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. The limited role I see for yellow light foods in a healthy diet is to promote the consumption of green light foods. Yellow light foods can be the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. If the only way I can get a patient to eat oatmeal in the morning is to make it creamy with almond milk, then I tell them to add almond milk. The same could be said for red light foods. If the only way you're going to eat a big salad is to sprinkle on something like bacos, then sprinkle away. Bacos are an example of what I refer to as an ultra-processed food, one that bears no redeeming nutritional qualities or resemblance to anything that grew out of the ground, and often has added badness. Bacos has added trans fats, salt, sugar, and even red 40, a food dye that may cause thousands of thyroid cancers every year. As a red light food, it should ideally be avoided, but if the alternative to your big spinach salad with something like bacos is KFC, then it's better to sprinkle on some bacos. The same even goes for real bacon bits. I realize some people have religious or ethical objections to even trivial amounts of animal products. Growing up Jewish next to the largest pig factory west of the Mississippi, I can relate to both sentiments. But from a human health standpoint, when it comes to animal products and processed foods, it's the overall diet that matters. For example, without hot sauce, my intake of dark green leafy vegetables would plummet. I could try making my own from scratch, of course, but for the time being, the quote-unquote green ends justify the red means. On the same note, it's really the day-to-day that matters most. It shouldn't make a big difference what we eat on special occasions. Feel free to decorate your birthday cake with edible bacon-flavored candles. I'm not making those up. I guess from a food safety point of view, a raw cake batter salmonella infection could leave you in dire straits. In general, though, it's really your regular routine that determines your long-term health. Our body has a remarkable ability to recover from sporadic insults as long as we're not habitually poking it with a fork. That's why, from a medical standpoint, I don't like the terms vegetarian and vegan because they are defined by what you don't eat. When I taught at Cornell, I had vegan students who appeared to be living off of French fries and beer. Vegan, perhaps, but not terribly health-promoting. That's why I prefer the term whole food plant-based nutrition. In general, the dividing line between health-promoting foods and disease-promoting foods may be less plant-sourced versus animal-sourced foods and more whole plant foods versus most everything else. Key Takeaways Every time we eat, we have an opportunity to enjoy something even healthier. I use the traffic light system when I look at food to quickly rank their relative healthfulness. Green means go, yellow means caution, and red means stop and think before you put it in your mouth. Green light foods, unprocessed plant foods, should be maximized. Yellow light foods, processed plant foods, and unprocessed animal foods should be minimized. And we should avoid red light foods like ultra-processed plant foods and processed animal foods. 
The best available balance of evidence suggests the most healthful diet maximizes consumption of fruits, vegetables, legumes like beans, split peas, chickpeas, and lentils, whole grains, nuts and seeds, mushrooms, and herbs and spices. Plant foods, which are typically more healthful than animal-based foods, are higher in protective nutrients, such as phytonutrients, antioxidants, potassium, and fiber, and lower in disease-promoting factors, including saturated fat, cholesterol, trans fat, and sodium. And unprocessed foods tend to be more healthful than processed foods. The classic example of a processed food is the milling of grains from whole wheat to white flour. Processing doesn't always lower the healthfulness of a food. For instance, tomato appears to be the one common juice that may be more healthful than the whole fruit, because the processing of tomato products boosts the availability of its antioxidant red pigment by as much as fivefold. In terms of my traffic light system, I think of unprocessed as nothing bad added and nothing good taken away. There is a role for yellow light foods, albeit a limited one, to promote the consumption of green light foods. For example, if adding a yellow light food to a green light food is the only way you will eat it, then it's worthwhile. Add almond milk to oatmeal, for example, if plain oatmeal isn't creamy enough for you to eat it. Ultra-processed foods have no redeeming nutritional qualities, don't resemble anything that grew out of the ground, and often have added badness. For example, bakos with their added trans fats, salt, sugar, and even red 40, a food dye that may cause thousands of thyroid cancers every year. As a red light food, it should ideally be avoided. But if the alternative to a spinach salad with bakos is KFC, then sprinkle on some bakos to avoid the even worse red light meal. Your regular routine determines your long-term health, so don't place great significance on a special occasion meal here or there. Our body has a remarkable ability to recover from sporadic insults. Just don't constantly, habitually assault it with a fork. I prefer the term whole food, plant-based nutrition to vegetarian or vegan because you can be vegetarian or vegan without being health-promoting in your diet. And generally speaking, the line in the sand between health-promoting foods and disease-promoting foods may be less plant-sourced versus animal-sourced foods, and more whole plant foods versus most everything else. This is one of those rare blogs I've done that's not just straight peer-reviewed science. Look no further than my book *How Not to Die*. More specifically, the whole second half of my book, which contains exactly that. Note that all of the recipes from its companion, the *How Not to Die* cookbook, are comprised of 100% green light ingredients. How do you make something taste salty without salt? Sweet without sugar? Check out my cookbooks and see, and then taste for yourself. All proceeds I receive from all my books are donated to charity. I explore another one of the tools I introduced in the book in my video, Dr. Greger's Daily Dozen Checklist, linked here. You just listened to "Dining by Traffic Light: Green is for Go, Red is for Stop," Part Two by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org, and I'm Marian Erickson, your host of Plant-Based Briefing. Please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.